When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With Brad Biggs. Big time. Big Z. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 to the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now. On the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Any surprise that, that the Bears went as early as they went with the trade and your thoughts on how they did? Well, I think that it, you got to be a little bit surprised simply because trades of this nature have not happened this early before, but um, I look at it as a situation where both sides wanted to have some of that clarity entering uh, Wednesday when free agency opens. What, What do they have and what do they need? And by accomplishing the trade of Friday afternoon, they, uh, they both will have that. So there isn't, uh, any uncertainty uh, in terms of, uh, you know, do we have a huge deal in front of us or not? Brad, at the NFL Combine, Ryan Poles bragged about having two future first-round picks in 24 and 25. He didn't get that, but did the inclusion of D.J. Moore with a second-round pick in 2025 make that uh, about the same or equal out. Is that the big reason why they were able to make the trade at this time? I think DJ Moore is more valuable than a 2025 first round draft pick. I mean, you're, you're talking about a pick that's, uh, you know, that's a long ways off. It's what, 25 months away until mm-hmm. you can even, you can even use that draft pick. You got a chance to run DJ Moore out there for uh 34 regular season games prior to that. And, uh, and he's also under contract for 2025. If he plays well, there's, there's no doubt in my mind, he'll, he'll uh, be in a position to uh, request a new contract before then, but they've got a proven player instead of a, another uh, high priced uh, lottery, lottery scratch off ticket. You don't, and you've got, you just be guessing, uh, where that Panthers pick would be 
uh, at that point as well. So that's a non-issue to me. I I think you'd rather have uh, DJ Moore than a first-round pick in 2025. And the Bears uh, have had the uh, darndest time developing uh, high-caliber wide receivers over a – you know, long stretch of, of coaching staffs and, and front office types. Uh, certainly Alshon Jeffrey uh, was a hit, but, um, you know, most of the other productive wide receivers, really productive wide receivers that they've had in the building, uh, they've had to bring in from the outside. So they get a guy in from the outside that instantly, instantly becomes Justin Fields' uh, best target. And, Obviously, Brad, it's a manageable contract, right? I mean, you're talking oh, about yeah. Yeah. three years averaging $17.4 million and, and it and it's these are premier seasons for a receiver. Yeah, I mean, if listen, if DJ Moore goes out this year and puts up, I, I'm just pulling numbers out of thin air here, 80 catches for 1,200 yards and eight or nine touchdowns, I'd be a little surprised if he wasn't going to the team for a new contract with two years remaining on his deal. Um, but it, it, they've got to understand that. And if he's a player for them, if, if he goes out there and gets it done for them, it might behoove them uh, to, uh, to to pay him at that point. It might uh, it might make sense for them to go ahead and uh, and get that deal done with him. But he's he's got to go out and do it. We've got to see. We got to see what the offense looks like, and they've got a heck of a lot of work to do, um, but before we can talk about them uh, having a, a a good problem to have in terms of needing to uh, make make a premier wide receiver happy in their locker room. Last thing about the timing, Brad. So, how did it work for Carolina in terms of why they wanted to do it now and get the clarity going into the free agency? And there's going to be a suggestion if anybody doesn't like this trade, they'll say, well, he could have gotten more if he had waited longer, even though I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, Potentially, you know, I I think there are probably some teams that weren't going to pull the trigger until they could have a private workout with the quarterbacks until they had more clarity themselves in terms of who they were going to take. I I don't think the Panthers know who they're taking uh, with the pick right now. Uh, and, and there might have been a team that said, you know, possibly we would do this if, the, if there's a guy, you know, we have strong conviction for. Well, you, you need some other steps in the process to, to get that conviction. And, and so could he have gotten more? I, I don't know. Um, but I think having some, like I said, some clarity going into free agency helps the Bears a little bit. And um, were they going to get a trade? done with someone else that got them a better wide receiver I don't know because free agency we talked about this uh, when they made their trade for Chase Claypool guys free agency is very thin at the wide receiver position it's not like the Bears were going to be able to go out and buy uh, Justin Fields a lot of great targets had they not been able to get a guy like DJ Moore so um, yeah the, the timing it makes sense for Carolina makes sense for uh, the Bears. And, and now the Panthers know, hey, they've got some work to do with the wide receiver position. Does this uh, lead them to have interest in Jacoby Myers? Might be might be the best target on the market. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, obviously they feel like they had to get the quarterback thing right after 
running through the quarterback carousel with uh, what appears to be a uh, slightly impatient owner. Uh, so they'll go out and get the quarterback, and they figure they can they can uh, solve their issue at wide receiver uh, a lot more easily by replacing DJ Moore here in the uh, maybe not the immediate future, but the near future. So they got another weapon that hopefully helps them uh, with that. What about figuring out the offensive line? Are they going to, you know, we keep hearing Mike McClinchy, um, you know, obviously uh, polls would have a lot of information from his time in Kansas city on the decision they made to bring in Orlando Brown jr. And, and what kind of player he is. It doesn't sound like he's on their radar, but what about uh, next? What happens now? Yeah, well, now they've got to determine what they what they want to do in free agency. And he's talked about building through the draft, and I think you can maintain that as sort of your goal and uh, the direction you're going to head while while filling some needs via free agency. I think they need to be calculated. Now they have to make a decision if this market goes how people expect. If they're comfortable giving, you know, elite money or close to elite money to non-elite players, which is what sort of the nature of free agency is, right, guys? Uh, you, you talk about the offensive line, and, and I think that's a great place to start. You need to look in the trenches um, on both sides of the ball. At right tackle, McGlinchey, Jawan Taylor, uh, Caleb McGarry, they're all available. Um in free agency, they're all right tackles. And the sense I get to talking to people is the price tag for McGlinchey and Taylor could uh, easily go over $15 million a year. Uh, right now in the league, there's a grand total of five right tackles averaging more than $15 million a year. Um, so do these guys fit as elite players? I don't think they're elite, uh, but they certainly are better than what the Bears have right now. So you've got to you've got to evaluate the player. Is there more growth for the player? Is there room for him to improve? And you know, are they comfortable uh, overpaying? Like with Draymond Jones, you look at the defensive tackle from the Denver Broncos, that market continues to climb. Right. Uh, Deron Payne got a big deal yesterday. Um, or is someone comfortable, you know, paying, overpaying him? I mean, that's the nature of free agency. I talked to a GM with another team yesterday, guys, who was wanted to talk about the offensive line market. And, you know, his team, it sounds like, is in looking for a tackle, but they want to be in this with the second tier of players, right? They, they cannot afford, um, or don't want to get in the market for a McGlinchey, a McGarry, a Jawan Taylor. His concern is that that next tier where you've got, you know, Isaiah Wynn and, and Trey Perkins and some others, his concern is th- that market is going to be uh, more inflated than his team uh, wants to or can uh, afford to pay. The guys there might be commanding seven to $8 million a year. So, uh, he said offensive line and cornerback is where uh, it's going to be mighty expensive when things happen later today. And certainly um, 
Pretty much Jones is looking for a boatload of money uh, when you talk about a defensive lineman. Brad, by getting a number one from the Panthers in 2024, the Bears are in a position to really be big players in the in that draft. And I said earlier, because of who's available potentially in that draft and getting J- DJ Moore now, that moving down to nine, the Bears are off the clock, but Justin Fields is on it. you agree or disagree? Well, if they continue to, to build this offense better around him, if they go out and buy a right tackle in the next uh, you know, 48 to 72 hours, if they make another move on the offensive line here moving forward, yeah, I mean, the, the, the excuses are going to be gone. He's no longer going to be learning a new system. He's no longer going to have an offensive line that uh, is, uh, I'm sure people will criticize it, right? Because it's never the quarterback's fault, but the offensive line's not going to be a massive culprit. um, And they won't have the uh, worst uh, cast of wide receivers in the league uh, either. So there's going to be an expectation for a big jump forward by Justin Fields. I I would agree with that. And you you would certainly hope to – have a clear picture of kind of what you see his career arc being at the end of the season. I know that's a little bit difficult for a guy at year three, but when you talk about a, a fifth round option for a quarterback and things of those nature, uh, it usually doesn't work out well for the club uh, or the player when um, it's ambiguous at the end of uh, year three. You know, the the best case scenario that I think we can look at uh, the past couple of years anyway is Danny Jones in uh, New York with the Giants, right? They declined the fifth-year option. He went out and played well for a new coaching staff, and they paid him. Uh, I, Non-Giants fans may not think that uh, the Giants made the best move uh, with that, but they had sort of an ambiguous uh, situation with Daniel Jones and the surrounding cast for him. Uh, at the end of year three. Uh, Brad, uh, you know, just looking at what they've done here and they make this trade and they bring on, and, you know, as we talked about, a a good receiver on a really good deal. Um, and we'll see if that holds up or not. But as you point out, if he has a really good season, nonetheless, you know, he's, he's under contract for, for uh, 2023, 2024, and 2025. Um, is Ryan Poles value shopping? Do you feel that that he wouldn't go after uh, an Orlando Brown because of the money? You know, you mentioned Payne getting paid. Does that change the market at defensive tackle? And is that now a position that they're less likely to spend on? You know, obviously there's a lot of edge guys in this draft. I don't know that there are a lot of defensive tackles. Who do you see them earmarking here in free agency? And will they be value shopping, which is almost impossible in free agency? And uh, and does that impact who they're taking at the with the ninth pick? Well, I think it's all part of the puzzle when you get when you get to the draft. What what have they accomplished in free agency that that they feel really good about? Where maybe they don't need uh, a clear starter or competition uh, at a position. I, you can't value shop uh, until about Sunday. Right, and I know it's Monday right now. Like you're not going to be able to value shop until uh, players have uh, have sat there and their phone uh, hasn't been ringing for a few days. So 
none of that's going to happen anytime soon. I, I think they'll look at a couple positions and a couple players where they're willing to be uh, aggressive. And, and in my mind, that's on lines of scrimmage. That's on the offensive line and, and that's on the defensive line. Um, and it, it's kind of thin on the D-line, guys. Um, Draymond Jones, Javon Hargrave would be a great fit if they want to buy a guy that's over 30. Um, they, you could get a nose tackle much cheaper uh, than a three technique. They're easier to find. Where it's really thin, in my mind, too, in free agency, and it's a good thing, it's a strong draft for edge rushers, is that there's not yeah. a lot of guys on the street right now that can get after the quarterback. Uh Yannick Ngakwe of, of the Colts uh, is a proven pass rusher, but the guy's been on five teams since 2019, and there's one reason why. Uh, it's because uh, there, there aren't even rumors out there uh, about him defending the run, right? I mean, he's, he's a one-trick pony. Uh, Marcus Davenport has had some production for the Saints, uh, but he's had some injuries, and then he's kind of disappeared at times. I think he had a half sack last year. So you better feel really good about the other stuff you see on tape and how you believe he'll fit your scheme to go out and pay him uh, a ton of money uh, as well. Brad, you talked to a lot of people around the league. I'm sure you've gotten some reaction over the weekend. What does this trade do to the perception of Ryan Poles, is how, and how is it being viewed? He – Shrewd move, or he should have waited? Uh, yeah, a little mix. You know, I haven't talked to a ton of people. I was out of town. I've talked to some. Uh, people People think it's a, a good move. Uh guy I spoke to last night thought it might have been a little bit light uh, just on, uh, you know, kind of first glance. But most of these guys with other teams, are they're, they've been gearing up for free agency. So I don't know that they've spent a ton of time uh, kind of – diving into the deal and evaluating it. They, everyone uh, believes that DJ Moore is a really good player. And, and so we, we all know uh, the need there uh, for the bears. So, you know, this now turns into a situation and we talked about this before. It, it, it's now about what the bears do with the draft picks, right? What kind of players do they get? Because that will tell us ultimately how Ryan Poles did it. The easy part is coming up with a trade partner and making a deal. The hard part is turning those draft picks into foundational uh, players. And um, they're sitting there at nine. They should be able to get a really good player. Once upon a time, a Brian Erlacher uh, was the ninth pick in the draft. Um, I don't know that they'll get a hall of famer in this year's class uh, sitting right there, but they've got flexibility. They've got more picks. They've got some draft capital moving into the future. And this is something we can talk about down the road. But with two first-round picks next year, you know, do you look to – do you consider starting kind of what Howie Roseman has done with the Philadelphia Eagles where he tries to keep flipping one of those first-round picks and adding to his inventory in the future? So ultimately when he sees a – can't miss player in his mind or a difference maker in his mind that he's got to have. It's a, it's a, I got to have it guy. Uh, then he's in position to make something happen. Uh, order the bears 
you know, use two picks next year. I mean, that, that, there's a ton of stuff we can talk about moving forward, but uh, I think it's a strong deal for the Bears, and um, they've got a lot of work to do this week, and I think it'll be uh, very exciting over the course of uh, the next three to four days and, and then the next uh, six to seven weeks, guys. Um, Brad, when you think about where this thing is at right now, um, do they have enough in terms of this year's draft? In other words, they still have one selection in the top 50, and it is a uh, it is the ninth pick, not the first pick. And they still, when you look at it, they added a second-round pick, but it's the end of the second round, not the start of the second round. I mean, I get it. They got, what, four picks that you feel good about, but it's not as much firepower at the top as, as maybe some people would hope. Right. And, and you, you, you know, you bring up a fair point because we've been talking about that, that, you know, they had one pick in the top 50 and, and they owned what three picks in the top 100. And that hasn't shifted by a lot, partly because, um, you know, DJ Moore is, is part of that return from the Carolina Panthers. So the bears had to give a little there to get a player to position right. where, where they had next to nothing. What, so that's why I think the first couple of days of free agency will be significant uh, for the bears here. And uh, it will be instructive as to what they might end up doing at number nine. But when you look at where they're at, they've, they've got the 54th pick that was from the Roquan trade. Uh, they're at 61, which they got uh, from Carolina here. And then they've got the top pick of round three, which is, well, 64 this year because of Miami missing that pick. That's prime area right there in my mind for a weak side linebacker. And I know some people have talked about them maybe going out and signing uh, Bobby Okereke of the Colts who'd come in knowing the system. But if you want to draft and develop a guy at that spot and you have confidence in your coach to be able to do that, and and he's worked with, you know, Sean Lee in Dallas and, and, and Shaq Leonard in Indianapolis, you know, that's a prime spot in the draft where you can find those athletic off the ball uh, linebackers. So I feel good about, Hey, maybe they can get one of those guys there. Um, It's, it's not perfect here when you talk about the draft capital and where they're at. And and I get your point, but uh, when you go out there and you earn the number one pick in the draft with, with 14 losses, uh, rarely is the thing going to set up perfectly for you. Great stuff, Big Z. Always a joy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. All right, guys. More fun later this week. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe later today. Who knows? <laughs> Should be more fun. <laughs> That's our guy, Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune. 312-644-6767. That's the number. want to talk about a couple of things he said there because it's a – it's a very interesting situation the Bears find themselves in. It's Mully and Hall on the score. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think DJ Moore is more valuable than a 2025 first-round draft pick. Molly, Molly, Molly and Haw, Molly, Molly, 
Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We've got uh, Brad Biggs saying, which I think is a really good point to underline, that you'll get 34 games, hopefully, out of DJ Moore before you get to that 2035-2025 pick. Uh, first, it's, it's a second round, not well, a first it round. It makes so, sense. Yes. It's total sense. Yeah. What we do is we overvalue future draft picks. Yes, we do. And that happens in every sport by everybody analyzing trades. What you get in DJ Moore is a player that will help you help your quarterback, which is the object of the exercise. If you believe, let's go back to the beginning of this offseason and, frankly, through what was a – slog of a 14 loss season everything became about Justin Fields and his development once he showed in that five game stretch that he had special qualities that you felt like you could win with and frankly that you didn't want to be without so you've got to accelerate that process or at least give him the best weapons to mature and develop and DJ Moore does that more than a future first round draft pick would by the time the future first-round draft pick would get here in 2025, who knows if Justin Fields will still be the starting franchise quarterback. So that's exactly why he was part of the deal, and him being part of the deal is exactly why it happened Friday. Molly, DJ Moore is not a top-10 receiver, but I think conservatively, fairly, you can evaluate him between 20 and 25 when you're talking about number one receivers around the league. Don't you think that's fair? I think he's a middle-of-the-pack Number one guy. I, I don't think, I mean, he might be from 15 okay. to 25. He, I don't know. But he's not top 10. No. People are like, well, no, no, that, no. he's not going to be a top 10 guy. Yeah, but, but he's been really productive with a lot of mediocre quarterbacks, including the ghost of Cam Newton when he first came in. <laughs> I mean, did he do well enough with Baker Mayfield last year? Are you kidding me? Ryan Allen, I yeah, think, was I he mean, the quarterback? Come on now. So this is somebody you can Sam use. Sam Darnold? In, in multiple ways as well. We, we talk about all the time you look at San Francisco and the positionless offense they have with their weapons and Debo Samuel out of the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, wherever he wants. Not that DJ Moore is Christian McCaffrey, but he can be somewhat more like Debo Samuel. He has been described in Carolina as a running back playing wide receiver at times. He's also been described as a guy that has a PhD in route running. So these are good traits to have for a number one wide receiver. He's been productive with thousand yard seasons. I think three of his first five years in the NFL. And he's also got youth on his side, and a contract that's very affordable. D.J. Moore was the key to this deal, and I think that's what compelled it to happen when it happened. And this is great news for Justin Fields. He wins this trade today. You may have to wait to find out what it says about Ryan Poles moving forward, but there's no doubt about it. Justin Fields feels like he won the trade when he gets up this morning. Um, You know, what's interesting is, okay, so – the receiver is the difference maker in this deal, right? In the way you look at it. But for instance, do you believe the Bears trail the Lions at this point? Because the Bears trailed the Lions last year, finished below them in the division. They finished with 14 losses and Detroit might be getting better. So the Bears start with the number nine pick and then they don't pick again until, what did we say, 53, I believe, right? They have 953 and 61. Okay. The Lions have 6, 18, 48, 55. Sure. I'm just saying they got yeah. a lot of picks, right? They got a lot of picks. They, they've got a lot more 
firepower than the Bears do now, including picking above them in the first uh, in the top ten. You don't have to go very far to find a sports book that will give you odds that the Lions are the favorite next year, assuming Aaron Rodgers leaves the division. So they've got talent galore, young talent, but they have also uh, the perception that they are the team on the rise in the division. The Bears, you're talking about the Bears and the Lions, two struggling franchises over the last five years. You know, the Bears had 2018, but then bottomed out last season. So the fact that the Lions would still be ahead of them is, is not necessarily surprising to me. I think they have and also in a, they have in a better situation approaching this year's draft to add more you know, premium talent because of the draft picks you mentioned. Let's see what happens at quarterback. Let's see if Jared Goff can sustain that success that he had last year. And nobody really expected him to do what he did. And the Lions are going to be somewhat dangerous moving forward because the Vikings are dismantling. The Packers are going to be with a new quarterback, likely, depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. That news could come today by noon as well. So, yeah, points well taken about the Lions. If you're the Bears, you just have to keep on stockpiling talent. Well, you got to draft better than yep. them, too. You have to, well, you have to draft, yeah, better than them, ideally, or as well as them, because, yeah. and then, then trust the, the talent that you're putting in place. You also can be more aggressive in free agency because you have more cap space. Can you offset? What they have an advantage in terms of draft picks with free agent talent. Typically, you don't want to do that, but the Bears are in a better position than any team heading into free agency at 11 o'clock today. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it's it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with all the money they have and if they are, as I said earlier, value hunting or if they're understanding that, you know, in this market, you have to give up quite a bit to get something. According to Field Yates, the – Bears have $72.7 million under the cap, and it's the most right. space of any team. Then the Falcons, Raiders, Texans, and Bengals. That's after picking up the $20 million that uh, cap hit that comes along with D.J. And Moore it's a sizable for, cap for hit. For this year. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, you, drops you, want, you want to be able to spend at a certain floor, and the Bears had to almost absorb. This is not a bad contract for them to inherit. Number one, it's affordable moving forward, but secondly, it also helps you – add on to your payroll for 2023 in a way that you know you you need to spend that money you need to be able to uh that now it still allows you to be aggressive priorities offensive tackle defensive tackle linebacker that's today's to-do list if you're ryan poles now that you've got your trade made now that you've got your draft capital maybe you're going to end up trading down from nine but that's going to happen later not now now is Offensive tackle, defensive tackle, linebacker. Yeah, that's fair. Who who would teams trade up for at nine? Well, depending on who's – I think this is the one of these deals that, that – If there's is, a free fall. Is, is your traditional draft night trade, yeah. right? It's not going to be something that happens ahead of time, theoretically, because you don't know what player is going to fall, what player you might be fixated on that they're trying to conceal. Yeah. That, that's what happens, you know. Players, who knew the Bears were that interested in Justin Fields when they jumped up from 20 to draft him? Maybe they loved the numbers from the pit uh, tackle, from the combine, and I'm talking about the defensive tackle. Kalaja Kansi. He ran like is he, crazy. Is he, is he worth the ninth overall pick? Nobody would probably be worth 15th. 
See, so if you trade down and you're the Bears and you put yeah. yourself in a position to he take might somebody be worth like nine. that. If you, if you believe he is the guy that can play your three technique, then he'd be worth nine. I, I wouldn't be against that. Yeah. I always think we tend to overthink that. If it's a player you really want and you know he's going to be productive, you might be making a, a pick that raises some eyebrows. But if he fits your system and you can get the most out of him, yeah. why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, let's see what they do in free agency because they've got a lot of needs and they've got a lot of uncertainty along that defensive front and they need to be significantly better. And I think and, we all know that. And also, as we've talked about, when, you, when you're when you drafting ninth, you can do things like move back and maybe to put yourself in a position for Cansey or take him if you're fixated on him. Or you can take a bigger risk or gamble at nine than you can at one so maybe somebody like Jalen Carter, who we both don't expect to drop to that point, but if he were there, you'd have to really have a, a hard conversation because it would be difficult to pass up on somebody who's that talented and you'd be more willing to take a bigger risk at nine than you would at one. And, and we have a texter, why did Carolina give up on DJ Moore? I don't think they gave up on him. I think they had to make a move and they need a quarterback. That's, so they want a quarterback. That's not giving up on a guy. What that is is paying the price it takes to get that position. And listen, they've already they traded a lot. They traded Christian McCaffrey last year. They're obviously changing the timetable for them as to when they're going to be able to win consistently. So they got to get a quarterback in as a rookie. They got to start building around him. By the time they're ready to start winning, DJ Moore may be aging out of of the group that they're looking at. And let me say one other thing, David. I know that Hargrave wouldn't fit what the Bears are doing because of his age, and I understand the reasons not to get him. But at some point, you're going to have to bring some age into that locker room just for the for the steadying influence. Second wave. Yeah, I think the second I, wave. I don't, I'm not saying now. I'm yeah. saying, but that's not a bad idea at some oh, point. I agree with that. To get professional players in for a team that is kind of has a bunch of kind of backups playing. Last thing to that question, why did the Panthers give up on DJ Moore? You described it well and explained it, but you if are rebuilding with a new coach and a rookie quarterback. From a big-picture standpoint, do you really want to have a wide receiver with a $20 million cap hit? Probably right. not. Right, right. You can be – you can disperse it differently. I really don't care about the Panthers, but I don't yeah, think I they gave up. Worse. I don't think they gave up on him. No. I think that they wanted that number one pick, and they knew that he would be the he would be the difference in any deal that Ryan Poles was going to make because he could make this deal the best available trade. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. What do you think of it? Are you pleased with it? Are you waiting to see what's added to it? I, I think the Bears got better. And uh, and we'll see how much and boy they got to continue to get better because they need to get a lot better. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio six seven to score. If they have reached a conclusion that they're not going to get anything better than this, and we got to do it now before other teams go into free agency and pick up players and, and change their mind and change their mind. Right. So now, like you know, if it's Carolina, if they're going to get two future. Number one picks is probably Carolina. Swami and Haw, weekdays, 530 to 10. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, even the blind squirrel. Uh, interesting, David, though, because I think that as you start 
studying where the Bears are at and how they're going to get better, um, you, you've got to get some work done here in free agency. You've got to get multiple players signed. Uh, you, you know, Hopefully today they strike with a couple of players, and hopefully they continue that. Yeah, I a think strong week for them. 11 o'clock is when the, the period begins. You know that they've already been talking. You know they've already made progress. There are some rumors out there. But I think that regardless of what happened on Friday – you're going to have to be aggressive in free agency. Now you have $20 million less to spend. I don't know that they were going to spend all of it anyway. But the trade that they made on Friday for all the picks and DJ Moore doesn't necessarily change the mandate that Ryan Poles has going into free agency. You need still to rebuild both sides of the line of scrimmage and then supplement your defensive front seven after that. So keep saying it all morning long. Offensive tackle, we'd like Orlando Brown Jr., but if it's Mike McGlinchey, that's fine too. Offensive tackle, defensive tackle, Draymond Jones, and Bobby O'Kerke would be a linebacker that makes sense to me on the weak side. You get those three guys in free agency, that's a tall order. It's a big ask, but you're feeling much better about your depth and your roster moving forward because those are also three guys that fit your timetable. They're not maybe the grizzled veterans. They're not Hargrave. They're not the guy on the wrong side, the other side of 30. But they're guys that upgrade you in talent and give you hope for the next you know three to five years that that window's going to stay open. 312-644-6767. Let's start with David. David is listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, David. Hello. Hey, Hi. David. Just want to say I think it's a positive move something creative to see the bears doing something different but i'm wondering do you think they're going to take the number nine and trade again there's still how many picks below them in the first round well well there are 32 but this year 31 because of tampa losing their you know i don't think that it's a determination that you can make until draft night i don't think it's something that you need to necessarily focus on uh unless it's something that you know happens while you're on the clock, I think that's when you're going to maximize the value of that nine pick. And if you feel like there's nobody there uh, that is worth taking and you can maybe get an additional pick, ideally in the top 50 this year, do it. But I'm not sure that's realistic, Molly. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I, I think that's asking a lot. And we're not going to know until draft night necessarily how realistic that is. At nine, you can still get a plug-and-play player. As Bigsy pointed out, they got Erlacher there once upon a time. <laughs> so I think the headline, the headline from his segment is, Biggs predicts Bears will take future Hall of Famer at nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, but, but that I, would be nice if you but, got that. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if Ryan Poles thought there were seven players worthy of the number one overall pick, that's one thing. At nine, you can still get a player that you can rely on and depend on as early as week one. Um, what about, uh, John? We'll try Johnny's on the road. Good morning. Uh, you know, we, we value this number nine as a plug and player starter, but, you know, I don't think we put enough emphasis into some of these later draft picks. You know, you have 22 positional players drafting at 66. You're still getting potentially a third best collegiate player, uh, and honestly, it's probably going to be the second best player at that position because of the number of 
edge rushers, quarterbacks, et cetera, taking up a larger percent of those draft picks. So, I mean, I think we can get, and that person is going to probably be better than what we're trotting out there right now. So I look for a lot of starters to come later in this draft. I just don't think we're putting enough value in that. Oh, listen, Uh, there's no doubt that the guy they get at nine is going to be better than guys they have starting right now. I I think he's trying to say that they can find starters in the middle of the draft as as, uh, much as they can early on in the draft. Well, nobody's saying they can't. I think we're both hoping that they are are talking about the possibility of them adding another draft pick so they have more in the top 50 so they can increase their strike rate and maybe find a starter in the second round or maybe the third round. The Bears have four picks in the first 64 selections. So that out of those four, how many do you expect to start from day one? Probably three out of the four, potentially. Do you say that is is over? Stating it, Molly, do you think that's asking for too much if it's three out of the four of your top 64 picks? Well, I, I mean, the, the, here's the problem. You, can, you cannot evaluate this based – I mean, would a winning NFL team need three starters out of their first four? No, but the but Bears, the Bears do. Well, that's my point. Yeah. And I just think that the Bears could get a ton – out of this draft because they don't have a lot. They need to improve at all sorts of different spots, right? Right. So the, I think you got to keep that in mind. You could you could afford to improve at every level of the defense. You could afford to improve. You know, I mean, even with this DJ Moore, you could use another receiver. You definitely need cool. another running back. I mean, you know, okay, you signed your fullback. And you know who your starting quarterback is. Beyond that, you could add all over the field, everywhere, and not feel like you won't get a starter level. There's player. no doubt. Listen, if you're at number nine and you feel like you have everyone rated and Devon Witherspoon is the number one guy on your board and he's a cornerback from Illinois, are you going to stay away from him because you feel so good about your secondary? I don't think so. No. No. So cornerbacks a position that we haven't talked about, we don't talk about because they feel like they're set with Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson. But you can never have enough good cornerbacks. So that's to your point. When you don't have a lot, you have even more possibilities going into every draft. No shadow of a doubt. And I, I, like I said, I hope they do a lot in this free agency period because there are starter quality players who start on other teams that would be better than guys you have. So you can do a lot. You got a ton of money. Get something done. I know that after the draft and at the end of free agency, they would be backpedaling and picking up a lot of guys that can help them because that changes the market. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they how how different they're going to look. I think it would be uh, it would behoove them to look different. We're going to shift gears. We're going to bring in Brad Underwood, the Illinois coach. We'll talk to him about the NCAAs and what he feels, how he feels about the draw and where they were picked and all the rest of it. We'll do that next. Mully and Hall on the score. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 